It's time for Q&A in the Kitchen, podcast edition, episode number 15. What designs are best for cover-ups and what do I need to know about re-piercing? Brought to you in part by Skin Kitchen Tattoo, the Axiom Body Piercing Studio, and Death Before Decaf. It's a show where tattoo artists and body piercers and those in the body art industry sit down and answer one question to the point where they beat it to death. So let's join the conversation now between Jack, Wesley, and Davo. Uh, what are we talking about? Okay. What designs work best for cover-ups and what methods are used for re-piercing that is a to avoid scar tissue? Tough one for cover-ups. Cover-ups are always a, it's just almost every one of them is a case-by-case basis. There is some general rules that work for everything kind of-ish, but they're always kind of a little bit of a case-by-case thing. And we've got to kind of see it to know what we're working with. You know, it's a small thing. It's a big thing. I've seen Jack do some really impressively tough cover-ups um, that I just couldn't even pull off myself. And even he's struggled with them, but pulled them off. So yeah. they're always a tough thing. And the reason it's a case-by-case basis is because um, placement of the tattoo can affect that, uh, can affect how easy or hard it is. Because what the idea is, depending on what you're covering up, the darker it is, typically the trickier it is to cover it up. So um, if it's something that's like, say, just a fucking eight ball, you know, that's just this black blob that, you know, you can't just put blue or yellow or red over it. The, that's not how the colors work. They're not truly opaque. Mm-hmm. So uh, um, so what the idea is, is you want to draw the eye away from that cover-up. Well, if your ball is at the very top of your shoulder, um, you, there's nowhere to go. So, you know, what do you do up here, you know? What do you do? A, a very stormy sky? Do you do a black volcano that's blowing lava up onto your ear? You know, so, ju- you know, even the placement of it, uh, let alone the size or the, you know, uh, how dark it is, um, really either, you know, can take away a lot of options or add options. Mm-hmm. Um, and it relies on you as the client and what you're willing to wear. You know, um, I've I've had people come in and, oh, I got this thing. I don't want it. I want to cover it. Well, what do you want? I don't know. All right. Well, that narrows it down. Okay. <laughs> so I, su- I start suggesting kind of, you know, the, the easier kind of just go-to stuff. Um, you know, well, uh, you know, would you be into something like a Reaper or, you know, something, you know, kind of dark and sinister? Nah, I don't like that. Okay, well, uh, how about some uh, type of wildlife with a bear or, a, a, you know, a, even a, a, you know, a panther or, a, you know, a wolf or something, even an eagle, you know, nah, I don't really like that crap. Okay, well, how about floral? You like flowers? Nah, I don't want flowers. So, you know, it, it really, there's so many things that go into a successful cover-up that, how much are your cover-ups? <laughs> Think how, you know... Uh, you know, so there's so much that goes into it that something, you know, it's super hard. So, um, what you're willing to wear, what you're willing to spend, the placement, the size, the density, um, all of that stuff, uh, really relies on, um, it, it just how successful you can be realizing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, uh, how that relates to putting a hole where there used oh, well, to Well, I, I think, I, well, on the tattoo, so I think the thing I always tell people when I'm up front or what have you, and, or somebody asks me, is like, pick three or four different 
ideas. Mm-hmm. Because if you come in and go, I want orchids, that may not work to cover up your... Yeah, and that's one thing name. I should have mentioned is, mm-hmm. you know... Is have multiple yeah. ideas and don't be married to one. Right. Because most of the terrible cover-ups I've seen, yeah. when I talk to them, I go, so, so was that your concept or the artist's concept? Mm-hmm. And they'll go, no, I just really wanted that design. Yeah. And the reason why it looks terrible, and you can still see the, you know, see George's name underneath it, is because you limited that. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to open your imagination and trust your artist yeah. and go, hey, I either want a bear or I want a this or that or you know my own only personal experience with it is yeah. is covering up the tattoo I got when I was 18 and didn't know better right. Um, right you know it's it's a political statement it's stupid and I thought it was stupid 10 minutes after I got it done but it was punk rock yeah right so uh, the only I, I the only thing I said when I came in there was like, I just want to drag it yeah so I took like I'll tell you what it was it's an old crass symbol it's basically peace or annihilation and it's got a peace sign at the bottom and then a mushroom crowd above oh, it. Oh yeah. So I'm just like dragon. He goes, What kind? I go, Oriental. So basically he tried turning that uh that mushroom crowd into like a ball, like a magic ball with his claws around it. And then for the lettering and the peace sign he did some like mountain work and or scaling and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it's still there. Yeah, yeah, I'm not happy with the design. I don't like it. It's my least favorite tattoo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if I would have went in there and said, you know, hey, what do you think works out of these three choices? Yeah. I may have had better results. True. And one thing to 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 point out is um, the reason they're so tricky is because I, I sort of mentioned it before is, is like if something's black, it's not like painting a wall where a couple coats and it covers up. No. Uh, the, uh, the 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 colors are relatively very unopaque which means they're they're see-through so it's almost uh, like putting a gel over a light and changing the color of the light as opposed to painting over over layering something yeah. you're more mixing there so think of the the pigment you have in your arm uh, like a bucket of paint okay so basically I'm gonna pour another color of paint into that yeah. so pretty much any bucket of paint I can turn it black yeah. Okay, but I can't turn a bucket of paint white. Yeah. I can't turn a bucket of paint very red. I can mm-hmm. tint it red, maybe, you know, but so that's kind of what you're working with. That's why a lot of times, if what you're working with is very dense, very black, is to pull the uh, the eye away from where the actual cover up is, 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 is. And that's why it's important to have real estate around the cover up because, uh, just for instance, you could, you, I could cover up anything with a snowman. I'll put the snowman up here and I'll put some rocks and rubble in front and boom, it's gone. But I have to have that room to do it and, you know, your willingness to do what. So um, you have to, you really, you can lighten stuff up, but really it's about tricking the eye into moving away from where the cover-up is and using what you know you can't cover in the design as a shadow or something else to camouflage. So it makes it tricky. And you have to be open to... And I've, I've experienced this at the front counter and talking to people in general, where they say, well, I don't want it to be any bigger than what it is. Exactly. And that's, 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 that's got to be open restraint. to the expanding mm-hmm. because yep. you've, you've made something that you don't like and it needs to be fixed. And that means it's going to have to take up more space. Mm-hmm. And the more open you are to that space, the more it's going to lead into something that you're going to And that's where it goes into those two camps. Whether I just want <coughs> it gone, I really don't care what it is, or I, I'm sick of wearing this ugly thing. I want to wear something beautiful. What's it going to take to be beautiful? Yeah. So, you know, yeah, you can do the minimalist, and we can turn it into a black box, mm-hmm. cherry term. 
Uh, or, or we can turn it into a beautiful piece of art if you are willing to give me the reins and the skin to do it. Yeah. So it's really, again, up to you, and that's going to either make it harder or easier for me to cut. And I think another thing they need to understand is unlike getting a fresh tattoo where they might do a stencil and then put it on you, yep. a lot of times with, uh, with cover-ups, because of the nature of where that tattoo's at and the design of that tattoo, they may have to do a lot of it freehand. And yep. you're going to have to trust your artist yep. and look at it and go, okay, there's a bunch of scribbly marks on my arm. Yeah. I hope that turns into something beautiful and mm -hmm. just go with it. Right. That's yeah, it all comes down to that trust thing and knowing uh, and uh, knowing your artist and uh, and trusting in that they're not going to do something that is going to uh, be something you're not going to like or yeah. out of their will house, you know, uh, you know, all the good artists I know, if they look at something and it's bigger than they are and they know it and they, or they know that there's someone next to them or they can refer them to that will do a really good job, they'll do exactly that because they're in the, the, the business of putting great things on people to make them happy and uh, the good ones aren't going to want to just grab your money and smash something into you and kick you down the road. So mm -hmm. um, trusting your artists that, yeah, you know, um, I know you really want, you know, the snowman throwing the snowball in the snowstorm, but you know what? We're going to have to do something else to really pull this off. Uh, this is uh, oh. brought in part by Death Before Decaf. Uh, they make coffee and we drink it. Yeah, it's super good. They uh, they specialize in flavored coffees, so if I'm you out. like the flavored coffee, uh, search out Death Before Decaf because it's super fucking good and they're super fucking local and the lady yes, who runs it is super business. fucking awesome. So there it is. And, and they supply us with some coffee because of all those reasons I just said. And she does pop-ups here about, what, every two Yeah, months? that's good to mention. Well, I wish it was that often. She's done a couple over the last probably four or five months. Yeah. yeah. And so pay uh, attention to our um, social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, we always post it, coming. and she's usually in here for about three, four hours, mm -hmm. and she has free samples. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's always got some good stuff brewing, and uh, she's got a bunch coffee. of swag, and yeah, like chocolate, coffee, well, I, I shot some footage, so I'm going to try to insert that in here, too, so you can take a look at the t-shirts and hats and all the things yeah, that she has. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Um, yeah. yeah, you got to come check her out next time she's in. We'll try to convince her to get in here soon. Okay. Right. Um, from a piercing standpoint, when you're redoing piercings, I generally tell people, uh, the first thing I always ask is how, what condition the piercing was in when it was abandoned. Um, if there was any signs of infection, if there was bumps, anything else, I'm going to be a little bit more leery to do it. Mm -hmm. um, with scar tissue, we generally try to hit exactly the same spot to reduce the amount of scar tissue or to mask it. Um, what I usually do if a piercing was done totally terrible is I'll try to mark it in a way where it's going to distract from the old mark or the old placement, but it's going to be correctly placed. So it's kind of a balancing act between the mm -hmm. two of them. Um, a lot of times, uh, yeah, you don't want to do exactly the same spot if the piercing is done completely incorrect. But I usually leave that up to the client and we try to find kind of a happy medium. Say that, uh, like, let's say I had a piercing for years and years and years. I took it out for five years and now mm -hmm. I feel like wearing something in it again. Yeah. Does that, 
to, since I had it for it was healed for years, 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 years. Um, does it depend on the piercing whether it has to be technically re-pierced or is that something you can kind of regauge? When piercings uh, close, yeah, the first thing that happens is your body starts compressing and restricting the tissue on the inside because it's the easiest place for it to do it because it's got more control over what's going on. So it'll usually seal in the center and then start to fill outward. Okay. Like it's filling in a, a ditch. Right. Um, so usually there's that area in the center, if it's completely connected, you can't really taper it. Right. And generally when somebody comes in and they say, ah, I've, I've had this piercing for 10 years and I took it out for a couple of days and I can't get the jewelry back in, um, before we pierce it, I will usually pull out a taper pin and, just make and sure. check just to make sure if it's open. Because to me, as a person, I don't want to go through the healing process again if I absolutely don't have to. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and if I'm not, as a piercer, if I don't have to worry about creating more scar tissue, then I don't want to re-pierce it. Right. And there are some piercings that will appear closed that you can leave them open for a long period of time and they easily open. Then there's other piercings like oral piercings and nipple piercings where, yeah, they're closed. Yeah. Okay. It's different. I think that's also a little bit. I've had my tongue ring out now for probably three, four months now. Really? I can still yeah, see you're, the. You're see a freak. The whole, and, yeah, you need and, more healthy. Well, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't pushed anything through it, but I was wondering earlier today. I was wondering, is this still open or not? Yeah. It feels like. I mean, I can still feel the scar. And yep. most of that hole's there, will still it be there. might still be, it might be closed up in the center of my tongue. By and that now, kind right? of bubble that you have of scar tissue that's mm -hmm. around the piercing will usually yep. stay there. Um, it may dissipate over a long period of time, but chances are it's always going to be there. Yeah. That's why you've, you've permanently altered your body. There's no way around yeah. it. The, <laughs> you, you pierced uh, my two Brays probably yeah. in 99 Yeah, or long before they were called uh, bites of any sort. Right. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, and I wore those, man, up until probably three, four so years ago. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, there it, it looks but, like I took yeah. them out yesterday, you know. Let's I mean, yeah, they're... Repairs so we can send you some warp tour content. <laughs> uh, right? Well, and, you know, this is, this is my defense, you fucking dick. Okay, look, I had those for so, so, so long. They're just like when you have tattoos for a long time. You just look right through them. You don't even mm -hmm. see yeah. them anymore. You get so used to seeing them on you, they're, they're invisible. They become a part of you. And one day I was looking in the mirror, and it dawned on me. I was like, you're a 40-some-year-old man <laughs> with lip piercings. It's like, take those out, you fucking dumbass. Yeah. And you know what? Those had never, ever come out since you put those in yeah. there. Twenty. I wore yeah. those things for 20 years. Because you have, you had, a, you had like a center of I had too. a Libre for a long time. I remember, remember you coming out at the old shop and buying jewelry for that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I had uh, all three for a while, and then I ended up taking them out Libre. And then, yeah, so those just, they were just such a part of my face. And my, and I, I mean, my smile in my mouth is built around still yeah. having those. I mean, yeah. the way I smile, the way I talk, it's a party, you know? And so, a couple... A, a couple yeah. of, yeah, so you know, if you came in off the street and said, I've had them out forever and I don't know, they might be open, the first thing I'm going to do is taper it. Yeah, just to see what... Because chances are, even if I hit exactly the same spot, even if there's a little bit of that piercing tunnel left, I'm going to dislodge it. Yeah. And you're going to have to start the healing process all over again. Yeah. The other thing to consider is how thick the jewelry was when you removed it. Yeah. Um, if you, like my tongue piercing, it's out to two gauge... I could probably leave it out for a month or two and not have problems getting maybe an eight in there. But it's going to always shrink mm -hmm. down. Um, there are some piercings like PAs where it will never really completely close. Or um, uh, vertical hoods, they're known 
to not close. Hmm. Septum piercings on some people will not close. But then it's it's all rule of it, it, just like with the ticklish thing. Yeah. It's all rules of who is the person wearing the piercing because mm-hmm. everybody heals at different rates. Yeah. Some people I've had clients where we've where they've had their you know, just a low piercing for fifteen years, and they they go to a wedding and they try to get this other jewelry in, and then for one reason or another they take it out, and then two days later they come in and they're like, I can't get anything in this ear now. Mm-hmm. You know, though they've had them for that long, yeah. they're just that healthy that their body just goes, "Oh, hey, finally, finally, right. I can close this hole. Right. I've been waiting for this, and yeah. I'm geared up to do it. and I'm doing it." Yeah, personal health does really come down. It, it yeah. really does make a big difference. You know, if you're just an overall healthier person and you're active, and you know, yeah, you're going to heal a little better. And you know, placement of it is going to be that too. You know, the yeah. blood richness. You know, how much red blood cells are getting pumped through that area. You know, that, that makes a big difference, too. There's just so many fucking variables, you know. There's really yeah. no easy fucking answer yeah, and I mean, the to advantage, any question. You know? The advantage of tattooing over piercing is that there's no way that your body can totally eject that pigment. Yep. Once it's in there. Right, yeah. R- r- Not all of it. Right. Some of it, but I mean... Well, it can fucking try. Yeah. I've seen some allergic reactions, very few, but to where the body is like, I don't think I like purple. Mm-hmm. And... Fuck you! I'm gonna make you itch the fuck out of this forever <laughs> until you get it out of me. Yeah. And and it usually seems like that. Typically, you go, you get some topical cream from your doctor. It chills it out. It settles it down. And over time, your body goes, "All right, fucker, you win." And it, it leaves it kind of beaten up. Yeah. Um, it's very very rare. And that was back more in the days when. Um, well, kind of the renaissance was happening, and a lot of people are piling on to the industry where you had all these crazy companies coming in trying to have a brighter pigment and and all that stuff. And um, but yeah, it. But you're right; it does. It, it is way less traumatic to yeah. get an abrasion than it is to put a piece of, of surgical steel through and then out again of your body. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and and it's not like you can take this out. And then forget to put it back. Yeah, and healing a, a micro and, bit of pigment in yes. your body is different than accepting a piece of steel that's just going to live there forever. Yes. Yeah, yes. So yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, some of the healing can take up to a year, right, or yeah. a little more. Yep. Um, so. And there's well, and and I think with tattooing, there's a little less uh, user error. There's not the problem of yeah. not forgetting forgetting to check the tightness of the well, ball. A lot, or, a lot less time you can fuck it up. Yeah. You know, you got about a week and to two weeks to fuck up a tattoo, and if you can muddle through it enough, you're okay. Yep. But yeah, with the piercing shit, you got six months sometimes to yep. have to babysit six that Six months. I've, I've had nipples. keloids, all sorts of things. Right. And right. I've had, I've had, that's a tough one, I would assume. Uh, the, see, and that's another mis. Everybody uses the word uh, keloid, and keloid has become more of a slang term than yeah, a technical that's true. term. That's, uh-huh. um, it, keloids is with dark pigment, usually dark pigment people, where they get the raised reds or yeah. or darker scars, and they usually actually protrude. It's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why when you look at uh, you look at um, ancient cultures, like if you look at uh, Northern Africa opposed to Southern Africa, you see in Northern Africa more of a, a run in, in, in Europe, of course, to tattoos, and then the further south you get where the t- pigment gets slightly darker, you get more scarification, Scar, yeah. you get more branding, is because they could do those raised stars, and the tattoos weren't as prevalent. You couldn't mm-hmm. see them at a distance. Right, yep. Which everybody who gets tattooed or pierced, they want to be so able to see it at a distance. Absolutely. Um, so, that's, uh, that's kind of the difference. And 
I've had people that it was obviously a keloid, though they didn't think they had any dark skin pigment in their genetics. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times, it's kind of a catch-all phrase for every for any type of scarring. Does that? But when you get, uh, uh, we'll we'll call it a keloid, I guess, yeah. or that scarring is that something that just continues to grow, or is it something that basically, in my opinion, in most cases, it, it can be everything from improper placement, improper jewelry, improper aftercare. But 99% of the time, it is abuse and trauma to the wound over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And until you eliminate that and let your body go, oh, so this isn't abusive, mm-hmm. because that's why it's building up the scar tissue in the right. first place, yeah, it'll start true. to subside. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of times okay. when people have scarring, they take the jewelry out and all of a sudden, boom, it's gone. Well, it's because you removed the trauma or what your body considered trauma. Mm-hmm. For example, if you have an ear piercing and you're up in your cartilage and you sleep on it every single night and it feels great to fall asleep on it because it doesn't hurt anymore, the reality is the whole night long you're shifting, moving, turning, tossing, everything else you do in your sleep and you're just constantly rubbing that thing. Mm-hmm. And you're also dragging stuff into the piercing as that jewelry moves back and forth. I know a lot of people, like the big trend now is only pierce with straight jewelry. And I'm kind of, uh, if certain piercings, yes. It is more, you know, it does have some easier yields. But this idea that that straight jewelry doesn't shift back and forth mm. is complete nonsense. It will move just as much as a ring does because we have to pierce a little bit on the big side. Otherwise, the body can't discharge and it can't swell without impacting. Mm. Which impaction, it's, it's like a... It's like yeah. a perfect storm because the, it swells beyond the length of the, of the jewelry then your body starts building up massive amounts mm-hmm. of scar tissue and it just starts impacting into the piercing. And that's how we have to be really oh, yes. tight for it to not move at all. And, and, that's, and that is tight. neglect. If you if you yeah. neglect a piercing to the point where it's impacted like that, yeah. fucking Christ. If it shower, swells beyond you know, the length, like, of, it just it, to our whole audience, if a piercing every swells <laughs> beyond the length of the jewelry that you have in, you need to go do something about it right now. Yeah. Don't, don't watch this anymore. Go, go see your piercer. Mm-hmm. Because you need something longer in there. Yeah, that that's bad news. Yeah, that's, um, I remember having uh, a guy that in he was he got pierced up in it was either Cedar Rapids or Cedar, one of the Cedars Cedar <laughs> Valley area. Um, this is way back in the early nineties, and it he pierced they pierced it with a half inch barbell, and it not only impacted on the bottom and grew around it, mm-hmm. it started to do it on the top. And he came in, he goes, "Is this normal?" And I go. It's not normal, and he had been to his piercer seven, eight times, and he's like, oh, don't worry about it, it'll get better. Don't worry about it, it'll get better. And what he ended up having to do is going to see a doctor and having it cut open and God the jewelry removed. See, that's neglect. you got to get yep. on that shit. Yep. you yep. got to get on that shit. If, you know, and I tell, I, I tell people that, too. I'm like, if you have any kind of question, if you uh, look at your tattoo, and you, if there's 1% of you that goes, I wonder if this looks okay. Fucking take a quick picture of it, email it to us, yeah, and yeah. go, hey, this is four days in, how does it look? Mm-hmm. Boom. Then we can, we'll tell you, and you know, and if it does look a little like you should be doing something, we're on top of it, boom, you take care of it, and yeah. we've got to go through all that stuff. And but. it's the same thing, but, I mean, with piercing, it's like, I, and I think a lot of people are afraid that they've screwed up. Right. And yeah, they're afraid that it. if they come in, right. you're going to be mad at them. We're not going to be mad at you. We're gonna we're gonna probably tell you what you did wrong. Yeah. Um, and it's like I always told my kid, it's like, you know how you solve you don't want to get in trouble, you know how you solve problems, you say you're sorry, 
You're never going to do it again, mm-hmm. and you move on. That's all we're asking. And we're yeah. going to give you the advice that maybe maybe you weren't clear enough. Maybe you didn't completely understand what we told you the first time. We're not going to punish you because you made a mistake. No, no. In fact, we want you to come in if you made a mistake and there's an issue now. Mm-hmm. Because that's our work. That's our livelihood. That's our art. We want to be... We want it to heal right. And part of it isn't to find out who's to blame. If anything, we're asking, what have you done? Or what's the, you know, what, what tell me how you've been taking care of it. Isn't to point the finger. It's to know, you know, what, where it could have gone wrong and how yeah. so it doesn't happen again. Because, you know, you can do 100,000 tattoos or 100,000 piercings, but you can learn off of every single one oh, of them. Yeah. So every single, you know, it's, it's not often that someone gets uh, an infection or that someone has something go wrong. So when it does, man, we want to know every possible fucking thing that could be um, affecting your tattoo so down the road we can prevent it or gain some more knowledge so we can, you know, have it not happen again. And it's like I've always told people, um, it, it don't jump from person to person to person don't go, well, I got this tattoo done at, at shop A. They screwed it up, so I'm going to go to shop B. And then if I don't like what shop B has to say, I'm going to go to shop C. Go back to the original people. If they don't give you an answer that you think is correct or you're still up in the air of it or the problem's not even resolved, then maybe go for a second opinion. Mm-hmm. Or go see your doctor. If you're worried your artist might not give you the greatest opinion, make sure ask that artist A in the whole shop with this other artist because... Not that that's a really a big issue, but yeah, if you have to have second opinions, stick in the same shop because they'll probably all be similar idea. But maybe that next artist over is going to just I don't know have a little bit more advice. Well, it's not about bounce idea. around, but um, but and, you have to keep in mind too that that artist and be in that same shop is going to not want to make artist A look like a dick or like he yeah. did something yeah, wrong. True, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it always is. It's always good, even if you're, I guess. If in your mind you aren't 100% sold on letting this person, if there is something wrong, fix it, it's a good idea to at least let that artist know, hey, um, yeah. I kind of had a problem, whether it was you yeah. or me, um, but, you know, this this happened. And, you know, in their mind they could go, you know what, that was the day I tried those free needles from Taiwan. You know? <laughs> Maybe next time don't try the free needles from yeah, Taiwan. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's one, I, one I forgot to bring up, is even when I've had clients come in, who were not my clients and fixed the problem, I've always said to them, hey, if you get a chance, stop by and have them take a look at it and, mm-hmm. and explain to what I think the problem is. Mm-hmm. Maybe between the two of us, we'll figure it out. And one of the reasons why I always say that is because I know from my experience, starting out in this industry, which was kind of at its beginning explosion, mm-hmm. and there was very little information, and a right. lot of it that was out there was very vague or not very detailed, I learned a great deal from having people come in and go and, Okay, so that's what an infection looks like. That's what a what a uh, hypertrophic scarring looks like. That's what a granule cyst looks mm-hmm, like. Mm-hmm. And figuring out, hey, what's the cause of that? And sitting down and talking to the person. So did you sleep on it? Did you, are you still doing this aftercare? Are you still trying this? Uh, did you get smacked upside the head with a baseball bat by mistake? Have you been wearing? Have you been motorcycling? You know, yeah, on motorcycle. helmet on and off and all that. Yeah, <clears throat> all those things that may have attributed to it, so that we can sit down. It's like being a detective. Absolutely, <laughs> and it's all about deduction. It's yeah. eliminating the possibility of cause, because once we eliminate the cause, everything your body's going to go. Oh, yep, kicking the immune system. We're off to the races. Yes, we'll take care of it. Yeah. We know our job now. Let's move and, forward. And, and you know, there's a lot to say on this, but it's very rare. That's why it's, when it does happen, 
we want to know everything. Yeah. You know, so, you know, uh, like I said, I, I can't remember the last time I had someone, knock on wood, uh, come in with a, a problem that was a problem. Yeah. You know, uh, so, and that's all because there, there was the past 20 damn near six years or whatever that... Mm-hmm. I've gone through all those and I've learned. Don't do that. Simple solutions. Don't do this. Don't do that because of that, you know, back and forth and seeing, you know, what I'm doing. Even if the person was like, man, uh, yeah, it's going to be amputation. Uh, probably not going to be back. <laughs> so, yeah, no more Chinese needles. I'm like, that's good to know. Yeah. You know, uh, so, yeah, just let us know as soon as you think there could be a problem. Because we, mm-hmm. I mean, Don't I would love, we, you know, and that's the thing is we very rarely get to see the healing process, yeah. you know, of our own work. So, you know, we'll get to see the very end, but during it, you know, I would, I would love if, you know, five days in my, every client sent an email to let me see what it looks like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, so I know, okay, boom, that man, that's healing great. Awesome. What I'm doing is still working. And you know, Ooh, yep. that new thing I tried. Wow. That's looking good. Yep. That would be a fucking godsend. Yeah. But I'm not going to expect that. Because people always ask why I don't have more photos of, of piercings. I always, <laughs> I always say piercings of healed ones. Right. And the problem is is that 99% of those people never come back to me because mm-hmm. they've had no problem with it. I don't see any issues. Mm-hmm. And it can be kind of dis- disheartening sometimes because the only people you see coming back are the people with problems. Yeah. Right. And you got to get past that. Um, and it just, it, that's why I don't take a lot of photos of piercings because I'm waiting for them to heal and people don't come back. Yeah. I love it when people come back and go, look, I did this and yeah. this look oh. great yep. and I'm really happy with it. Uh-huh. And I go, Hey, can I take a photo? Yeah. 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 And, and same with uh, tattoos, you know, um, I love to see it a year two, three down the road. And a lot of times I get to thank God because a, a lot of my businesses repeat business, but um, if you're one of those that I did a rather large or intricate piece on, and you know that was the only time we saw each other, I'm stoked when you you come in and I get to see it living in the skin and plus, see how it settled in. And plus, we had photos of it. We might have lost it in the fire, right? So, yeah. yeah. Or I thought, oh, I'll definitely see you again. I'm going to get a healed picture yeah. of that, and then I don't, and then. You know, one thing leads to another, and I forget all about it. And then I'm like, oh, wow, there it is. I get, you know, and I'll take a picture of it. And one thing back to the diagnosing the problem is it's, it's been, I, I've learned over the years trying to figure out how to soften this. But when I'm asking you a lot of questions of trying to figure out what's going on, I'm not drilling you to find a, a cause for it. I'm not looking for a blame. And it's kind of hard. I think a lot of people come in very defensive. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, no. They think it has I, to be somebody's fault. Yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be anybody's fault. In fact, you could take care of anything perfectly. And for one reason or another, if your body has a strange reaction to it it's or right. reacts to something in your environment that you were unaware of because you've never had an open wound against it, mm-hmm. there's no way of knowing that ahead of time. Right. It's like, I'm not going to yell at you for shit you don't know. Yeah, yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. That's pointless and stupid. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing good's gonna come of being defensive going into a situation. You know, we, yeah. you know, there's uh, the skin kitchen wouldn't have been around as long uh, and wouldn't still be around if that's the way it We're ran. Team players. Yeah, man. We, we want the team is to get the both of us want the same result. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And you got to remember that we're on your side. Yeah. Even when sure. we might be drilling, you go. So what did you do wrong? What did yeah, you do yeah. stupid? Did you go swimming in the lake again? You know, yeah, I'm, you know, we want to know. Yeah. So we can fix it. I think they get it. Yeah. I think we beat them over the fucking Yeah, and that now. wasn't even the yeah. subject we started on. No, I, <laughs> I think the combination of lack of sleep and coffee has caused oh, us to derail in various mm. different ways. But that's yeah, fine. It's a long, fun episode. You guys got a lot of information. <laughs> Man, yeah, just... Oh, uh, fuck. 
Yeah, it's getting it's getting a little weird. So. As always, all right. As always, Definitely thank you for watching. Um, if you like this video and you liked any of the other ones, please give us a thumbs up. If you'd like to see more of this, please subscribe and hit that notification bell so you know when they're posted. You're in that special little club. Got some guest artists coming up here soon too. Yep. Oh yeah! Oh yeah, yeah, yay, fun. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna drag in somebody and beat them over the head with questions. It'll be fun. So. It'll be fun. Oh, and I wanted to mention that too. If you guys like have a question that's just killing you that you want uh, us to talk about or that you have, um, yeah, put it please. in a little deal. Uh, hit us up, and uh, there's a chance we might talk about it. And email if you want us straight to Dave, he'll have yeah, it. Or, uh, actually, yeah. that's the email address. I'll send there you go. So email him and let us know, and uh, we'll mention your name and make fun of you or something. Or if you, you don't famous. want to email and you don't want to open up Gmail and all that crap, I know they make it more complicated. It should be just comment. Yep. Yeah, just comment and say... And even if you have an issue that you need taken care of right away or just a question, I don't care if you live in Japan, Asia, Europe, wherever, feel free to leave a comment. I usually answer any any questions you guys have. Yeah. And I'll do that until there's so many of them that I can't do it anymore. Yeah, so get us while you can. (laughs) Or him, at least. You can't get me. Other than that, you guys have a good day. If you're in the Dwayne <laughs> area, I hope to, we all hope to see you for your tattooing and piercing needs in the future. You have been listening to Q&A in the Kitchen, recorded live at the Skin Kitchen Tattoo, located in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, those on the panel were Debo from the Axiom Body Piercing Studio, Jack Lowe from Skin Kitchen Tattoo, and Wesley Dickerson from the Skin Kitchen. If you'd like to see further episodes, Please stay tuned. We'll be posting more in the future, and do subscribe. If you would like to watch the video version of this, go over to our YouTube channel. We post these every other Sundays. You can subscribe there, and 